Hey, welcome to the Gig Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie Taylor. Um, just a few housekeeping things first up. This podcast is produced wholly by me. It's not connected to any network or sponsors, which means we can pretty much do whatever we want, but it also means that we don't get any of their money. Um, it's free for you to listen, and it always will be, but if you see the value in the Gig Life Podcast, you can leave a tip or a donation. Um, you can find a link in the show notes on your podcast app or at thegiglifepodcast.com. As always, you can subscribe to the podcast in your app and catch up on all the other episodes and everything that's coming up. Right, so my guest today is Stevie Cat Jr. Stevie is a drummer from Waiuku in New Zealand who now lives in Melbourne and he currently plays with Aussie hip-hop legend Seth Sentry. He was one half of Misfits of Science, a hip-hop rap duo that had big success in New Zealand in the early 2000s with their hit song Fool's Love. Once Stevie moved to Melbourne, he joined up with Kimbra. And while Kimbra hit the heights, Stevie rode that wave and, and toured the world. He's also played for Regurgitator, um, R&B Band and The Gospel Sunday. This is episode 121 and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Stevie Cat Jr. Stevie Cat Jr. Hey. Welcome to Good Life Podcast, bro. Kia ora, bro. How are we doing? Good, bro. Good. What's going on? You're yeah. down in Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. Chilling in Melbourne. Been here uh, 11 years now. Okay. A uh, year and a half of that in uh, lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, um, I'm not going to spend much time talking about COVID today. If we end up chatting about it, whatever, but... Um, oh, bro, I it, it is what it is, eh? I think yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's anything that we can say today that uh, people are not already thinking or <laughs> people oh, yeah. talking about, it's, eh? So it's just like all everything anyone talks about these days is yeah, COVID, you know. Mm. So what are you doing for what are you doing for mahi? Uh work. I work for uh, the IGA like distribution. Okay, center. you know I, IGA is like. You know, independent Australian grocery. Yep. And uh, working there, just like sending orders out. Yep. You know, load, loading trucks and stuff. Is like, that, is it, well, I just said we won't talk about COVID, but is that particularly busy? <laughs> is that particularly busy now? <laughs> oh, oh, bro. It, um, in the beginning, man, I just came to work one day and all you could see was just toilet paper, <laughs> pellets and pellets of toilet paper, bro. Like, for, and you're like, and you, you kind of, Man, you put your hand on your face and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, come on, man. Here we go again. <laughs> are, we re- are we really, it's just toilet paper, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah, it gets pretty busy. It's, um, I've been real fortunate that uh, the, 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 my job just keeps cranking through, you know, it's all essential, essential stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Real blessed in that way that it can just keep, can keep working and making money. And yeah. Same with me, bro. Way. I'm, I'm, um, I'm an electrical fitter and I repair, electric motors and pumps and we do a lot of a lot of work for um sydney water which is all the wastewater. Uh, so yeah well, you know that's people still shitting man 
it's all getting blocked up with fucking yeah. toilet paper. So, <laughs> <laughs> and masks. Yeah, that's it. Eh? Mask, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Cracker. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah you, you said you're 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 in Melbourne now, and you're um, you're originally from Waiuku. Yeah, bro. Yep. So Waiuku is, would say it's sort of southwest of Central Auckland, eh? a little bit down by Pukekohe. Yeah, yeah. If people want to look that up on the map. Yeah. yeah. I always say it's like South South Auckland, you know. Oh, South like, South Auckland. Yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> it's not South Auckland, eh? Yeah. No, because yeah. you know, you tell people, oh, I'm from South Auckland, like, oh, we're a bus boat. And oh. I'm like, oh, the bush. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they always think like Mangere or yeah, yeah. Otaro or something like that. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Mount Wellington or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah grew up there, bro. Um yeah, left there when I was like twenty. Mm-hmm. 21 for the big smoke, Auckland, yep. you know, yep. to make my fame and fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been to Waiuku once. Um, oh, shit. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if it was there when you were living there, but Revolver Studios. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of Revolver yeah. Studios? Um, yeah, I think that was after. It might have been after, yeah. Um, yeah. 2012, we, um, uh, we went back there and we recorded um, a song there. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that was my was the first and only time I've been in Waiuku. Did you hit the beach? No, we didn't get that far. Uh, yeah, no, no. It was just yeah, straight yeah. straight to the studio and then straight after that it was it was home, it was dark. Yeah, yeah we, true. we were out of there. And it was yeah. No, that's, that's cool, man. All right, let's um let's roll it right back then to uh to early days in Waiuku and um let's sort of lead up through your life there and then, you know, into Auckland and and then we'll see where we go from there. So is your um is your family musical? Uh my dad was a singer in a band mm-hmm. and uh I grew up on his musical like he's got the craziest musical, like varied musical taste, you know. So yeah. I I like pretty much put everything I'm down to to what I grew up on, you know, and he was he would play everything from like Steely Dan to like Led Zepp to like George Benson, you know, like yeah. jazz, pop, everything. And so like he he you know he he was never really doing anything when I was a kid. You know, he would always talk about his band, you know, and he'd like like and how he used to sing it as a band, but he was he's a a music lover, like a thousand percent. Yep. I'd say he doesn't doesn't play instruments. Does he play anything? Oh, oh, he's Maori, so he plays a bit of guitar. You know, it's yep. like it's 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 in the it's in the blood. It's in the blood. Yeah, pick, pick yeah. a guitar and you're like, yeah, you can make you know, yeah, you yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a singer. Yeah. When did you um, first grab an instrument yourself? Uh, I think properly. Well, as my as the story goes, my dad told me like. When I was, I don't know, like nine or ten or something, I, I really got into drums. Mm-hmm. Well, I just and I, I I got I got my first pair of drumsticks, and I and I like apparently beat up all his paint cans. Yeah, I got all his, his like you know paint can lids and was like and he like got to open them all and they're all just <laughs> nearly punctured and he couldn't <laughs> even open them. And, yeah, 
<laughs> and it was like, oh, I think maybe I need to get this <laughs> bloody kit a drum a drum kit. Yeah, because all my paint's so, got skins on it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all the lids with yeah, the yeah. in, but, and it's all high as. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I think maybe he's he's serious. So my, I got my first drum kit when I was twelve years old. Okay, who was some of the first drummers that that got your attention? Uh, probably the first drummer as a kid I really, really noticed was uh, Tim Alexander from Primus. Primus. Yep. Yeah, because I was I got into Primus quite young, so I was like ten or something like that. Yep. My my sister was heavily into like alternative music, so she whatever she was playing, you know, was kind of it was leaking into my ears as well, you know. Yep. So he was the the first person where I actually would listen and go, I don't know what he's doing and I don't can't really tell yep. what's going on, but it was pricking my interest. You know, he's all this mm. like kind of now you, you listen to it now and it's all just like high hair work yeah. and all this kind of st- cool stuff where I'd never really heard that kind of stuff before. Yeah. Do you remember, yeah. do you remember what that first um, Primus album was? Uh, the, the first Primus album I got was, Pretty sure it was Frizzle Fry. Okay. Frizzle Fry. Um, it was like 90, I think it was 1990. And that album is fantastic, man. Like yep. three piece, like Les Claypool on bass, just smashing. Yeah. Like Herb is just beast, you know, like fantastic band. Mm. Were you trying to, were you trying to, well, so would you listen to that stuff and then sit down and try and work it out? Or just was it a case of, fuck, <laughs> I can't do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't play well, yeah, I, it was it was pretty much that. Like I, I remember getting the kit and just playing one beat over and over again, which is the classic, which we called it in Waikiki was the multi beat, which was the yeah. I would just play that over and over because I was just so excited about it, and I do fills, I do these like fills, and my I remember my sister coming in and being like. She's like, because she was studying piano at the time. She's like, she's like, when you do your drum fills, you have to come back in on time. And I'm like, <laughs> well, what do you mean? Because <laughs> I was just like flinging my arms around and then doing a crash and just coming in, you know. And she's and like, I remember that being one of my first drum lessons. Was <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to come in on the one, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, like, uh, it took me years to even be able to figure out what um, Herb was playing. You know what I mean? Even now I kind of listen to it and I'm like, man, what's he doing? Yeah. You know, it sounds like he's got like four hands yeah. on, on the hi-hats, you know? It's like that, it's like that, um, that rush, you know, that kind of that rush drumming, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, that Neil Peart sort of. Yeah, that Neil Peart stuff, mm. bro. Yeah. Yeah, what was the what was the music scene like? I mean, this, you know, maybe more the sort of the adults. What was the music scene like in Woku? Was there some... Uh, <laughs> You're, you're laughing. <laughs> were there oh, some buddy. were there some sort of local bands that that were you know heading into Auckland to play or down to Hamilton? Oh or? man, not 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 that I was aware of. Okay, but like I didn't really have much to do with it. You know, I was I was like just teaching myself the drum in the shed. Yep, in in the shed at home, and and um, like I left at twenty, and I never, I didn't really have a, I wasn't really you know some. A lot of people, when they grow up in their hometown, they don't really like their hometown very much. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you're kind of like, fucking get me out of here, bro. As soon as, as soon as, as soon as I can get my feet 
out the door, I'm gone, man. Yeah. And that's how I that's how I felt. And it's like Auckland was that. I was like, because I I started I started writing music with a bunch of mates of mine. We were making like, oh, what was that? Like '99 or something, 2000. Yeah. And when 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 I left, but and it was like we were making like tech metal stuff, you know. And yeah. I was like, because it was like, no one in Waikiki's listening to this. No one's playing it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need to get out of here, man. You know, yeah. it's like, so, yeah, I'm not too sure. Like, Waikiki, pretty small place, bro. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, a couple of bands probably cranking, but yeah. not that I know of, man. Yeah. See, I'm I'm from Masterton. And, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, for me, it's funny at the time, because the, the way we left – like my dad came home one day and, you know, cause we'd lost our family business and yeah. my dad came home one day and says, Oh, I'm going over to Australia for a job interview. And we're like, Oh, okay. So he went over, he went over, he was away for a weekend and he came back and he, he got the job and he said, but the deal was he would go back there for three months and, you know, obviously his probation or whatever and see if he liked it. And then, if that was all good, then me and my mum and my younger brother were going to move, and it was just like that. Like within yeah. three months, we were we were here. Um, yeah. And it's funny, like at the time, like around before that, it was probably in the back of my mind. I'm thinking, oh, geez, I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah, and then you yeah. go, and then you spend the rest of your life trying to get back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I think oh. I think about home all the time, oh, and especially yeah. now we just can't we can't get back there. We I haven't been back yeah. for a couple of years and, and I, I have no idea when we're going to get back there. Yeah. Are you yeah. like mastered in in general yeah. or just, or yeah. just, well, just New yeah. Zealand as well? Cause when, Zealand, yeah. when we go back, you know, we, we fly into Auckland and we've got, we've got friends in Auckland and Hamilton and, yeah, um, yeah. um, you're just all the way down and then in, into the Wairapa and into Wellington. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's usually a couple of weeks for us, but haven't done it for a few years. It's, yeah, it's killer. But yeah, it's it's funny. You just want to get out, eh? <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah. You can no, you couldn't hold me back, bro. Yeah. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean about the call, call home. Yeah. It's strong now. It's yeah. Really strong for sure. Okay, yeah. so you um, oh, did I? Oh, was there any school? Were you any school band? Well, oh, so the group of mates that you had that were doing that that tech metal was that was that your school band? Followers nah, from school. I was I was in a school band put together by the. Uh, the music teacher, a guy yep. called Mr. Horn, mm-hmm. and he was he, he kind of like cherry picked these like students to be in his, his band. It was kind of like uh, yeah, like made made to go into the rock quest, you know. Oh yeah, and it, yep. <laughs> it was called the band was called Gravity. Yeah, and it was just like you know my bro uh, Bryce Thompson on the bass because you know he was badass, and I think I was the best drummer at school. Yeah, out of the two or three of drummers that were at school, <laughs> and you know and. Yeah, and then we went into the rock quest and we did our thing. We we wore like tight gold sparkly shirts, bro. Oh man, it was like, <laughs> like not good. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. It was it was it was cool. Like it was my my first foray into like playing kind of music that I didn't really like. Okay, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah, playing yeah. kind of just like kind of cheesy pop stuff. Because okay. before that, I was just playing whatever I wanted, you know. Yeah. And and on on that, I won the. I was the. What was the, it? Was the 
it was in Monaco anyway. Mm-hmm. We won, like, oh, we didn't win anything, but I won the best musician that oh. night. Oh, awesome. This was pretty mean. <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they... I, got th- I got that award somewhere. I think my mum's got it somewhere. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you've um d- decided to get out of Waiuku and you head up to the big smoke of Auckland. So yeah. what was your what was the first steps there? What did you have um did you guys have an idea of where we, where you were going to try and go and play or places to approach or places to stay? Yeah, well, we um we played a lot at this place called Papa Jack's, which was kind of like because we were playing like tech metal, like Dillinger Escape Plan kind of mm. stuff, you know. And, and kind of at that time, there, there wasn't a lot of other bands playing it. Mm-hmm. So in Auckland, like the hardcore scene was real big. Yep. You know, so we kind of, kind of on a technicality, we kind of squeezed our way into the hardcore scene. We mm-hmm. played a lot of hardcore gigs, which I mean, we were quite out of place. And we, you know, we played like Hamilton, the Hamtown Smackdown, you know what I mean? Where there was all the hardcore, you know, and there, there was us playing these. Crazy, like big metal shredding, M- melodic, kind of. melodic, rhythmic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, just lots of counting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. spending the night counting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How long were you doing that before you um, started up um, Misfits of Science? Oh, I start. Well, I started this. I met my bro U- Udi. Yeah, my uh, partner in rhyme in. I think it was 2002. Yep. I was working at a like a, a Korean knockoff hip hop shop. And they just sold like knockoff clothes, you know, in the, in, the, in the CBD. Oh, yeah. And he came in and we like, you know, like we just started kind of talking about music, you know, because I was bumping like, I don't know, some, I don't know, some hip hop at the time. Mm. And I was really, really heavily into hip hop like, at that time. I was playing tech metal at night, but then during the day I was, you know, like, I was like, you know, just really into my hip hop. So we just started started talking, and he was he was messing with some other dude doing some stuff, and he showed it to me, and I was like, arrogantly, I was like, oh, bro, I can make better than that, mm-hmm. and I'd never, and I'd never made any beats before, you know, because I, <laughs> I I was just <laughs> I was just confident that yeah. I could, yeah. you know. Because you know, you know what sounds good, and yeah. I'm like, and I think being a drummer and being in bands, I was like, oh man, you know, I can. And because I, 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 I'm not overly confident about much things in life, but I'm confident about music. Yep. You know. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. Yeah. There's some some things in your life where you like you feel at home. Yep. And you like you you know that your knowledge and what you have to say on that matter has weight. Yep. And um. And that's how I felt. And then he was like, oh, okay, shit. So then we were like, we made a beat and we're like, oh, fuck, this, this might be something. And so we just started banging away at it by like making beats. And then then he was like, oh, you should start writing verses. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I can do that. You know, it's the same old so you, oh, shit. So you hadn't, done, you hadn't done that at all until until you met Udi? No, nah, nah, no, no, no beat making, no rapping. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was just like. Straight into it, you know, yeah. and I think like using like being a drummer and being a musician, it all kind of made sense to me, especially like, especially like rhyming, you know, it's all just rhythms, yep, and patterns, you know, like yep. and 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 words and, and stuff. So that really attracted me, and and you know, we I was like, oh yeah, and it, it was all working really good, and 
we kind of we made this song and we we're like fuck this is really good and my bro was like oh we should try and get funding for it yeah and then we got the funding and then we thought, oh, we should try to get the video funding for it. And then we got the video funding and yeah, man. And then it kind of, it just kind of, it just kind of took off, you know? Yeah. Like just these two dudes had met and in a couple of years, like, I was like, it just kind of, yeah, it was off. <laughs> yeah. And that, that song, yeah. that song you're talking about is Fool's Love. Yeah. Right. Um, Okay, let's talk about um, because you you guys really hit when that video came out, right? Am I right there? uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's such a fucking cool video. (laughs) Yeah, and I'll put I'll I'll put a link in the bottom of the show notes. People go check it out. But it's a hard case. These little bodies with the big heads. (laughs) Oh, but it's the best, man. And you you can't help but watch it. Yeah, yeah. And um. And this is this is how it was for me. And then you're watching it, and then the hook's just in your head, and then the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She loves me. It's just there. That's it. It's fucking there all day now. It's there, yeah, you know. And hey, um, pitch too, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, brother. <laughs> and um, and I the last couple of days I've been listening to uh, that um, MOS presents the the album. Oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Fucking cool, man. Oh, it's thanks, really bro. clever, yeah. eh? And that that's why when when you said that you hadn't. Um, done any raps or rhymes before? It's surprising because it's it's really good, man. It's oh, put thanks, together bro. really well, and it's clever and yeah. it's funny. And um, um, <laughs> I like how in between some of the songs, there's like I don't know what the language is of the first little break. I, I don't know if it's African or something. And then yeah, yeah, it's yeah Zimbabwean, Zimbabwean. Yeah, yep. and then yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> then there's the South African. He wants- <laughs> that, that's Yudi because yeah. he's, he's South African and yeah. he was like taking the piss out of like white white South Africans. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> and then and the the chipmunks, the chipmunks, that fucking hard guys with the chipmunk voice. You know, your voice is turned down to chipmunks, but but yeah, I mean, apart yeah, yeah. apart from the breaks, just thought yeah, all the tracks on that. It's great, man. It's really really cool. So Thanks, all right, bro. so that um, so that, was that album was that album made and ready. To drop, or did you had you just done the single in the video, and then from the single in the video, the album came after that? Or um, well, it was kind of we made we had a you know we had a few songs, but we made that that was kind of like the new batch, you know, where we okay. were kind of like oh shit, you know, and then the the when that when that video aired, yeah. like it just went from zero to a hundred, you know, yeah. like. Like it was people like recognizing us on the street and yeah. all this kind of crazy shit, you know? So it was like, and then all these, and the record companies wanted us and it was all just, man, mm. it was like, it was crazy. So then we had to, then we're like, oh, well, you need an album. And we're like, oh, we got some songs, mm. but you know, I think with me and Yudi, and I think with most musicians is you're, you're constantly creating, trying to, you know, find the gold, you know, cause you make, you know, you hear about remember, so like Wu Tang or something. They're like, oh, they had like eighty songs or something yeah. for or for, for the for for an album, and they're like whittle it down. Yeah, you know, like crazy shit. Like you don't just make a perfect. You don't make ten songs in a row and go, this is the album now. Yeah. You know, something. Yeah. You just like you just kind of keep chugging away into, you, and then you've got all these songs, and then you just whittle them down to, you know, the 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 chosen few. Yeah. 
So there was a bit of that afterwards. But the the crazy thing with us is, is it was also whirlwind. Mm. And me and me and Yudi like like we were, we were like like you said like we fun like the funniness and the kind of like it was all it was all, it was all a bit of a it was all very lighthearted you know yep. like we, we were just kind of like having fun and then we'd make the crazy track and 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 at the time it, like we were just like partying yep. it's like you're just thrown into this world bro of like mm. just like industry gigs and partying and being on TV and all these interviews mm. man I was just a moldy boy from Waikiki bro yeah. Yeah. Who plays check metal at night, and then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what I mean? It yeah. was it was crazy. It was the craziest shit. So we were just like experimenting in all ways. So like we were just coming up with this music, and we're just like, yeah, that'll do. That's crazy. And then and then it, as the time went on, the like you know the record company's like, oh, we, we need the album to be finished. Then we just started just pumping out just this. Crazy shit, you know. And yeah. we, if you listen to the album, there's there isn't a song on there that sounds like Fool's Love. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because no, it's right. like, yeah, because yeah. I I was always a a fan of like musicians and albums where it was like all the songs are different, you know. Because yeah. because music is like music and songs is like a period of time. Yep, it's a, it's a time stamp. You know what I mean? Mm. Like at that time, you were doing this. So you write about this and yep. your music sounds like that, you yep. know, like, so that's why a lot of the songs are so different. Um, but yeah, we, we got there, like we had to, I think we pulled like a 24 hour or 48 hours in the studio, just recording all the vocals, like, yeah. cause they're like, wait, they need it. The record company needs so it. That, it yeah, like, so you got, you actually got to feel that pressure. Oh man. Yeah. It was hard, bro. Yeah, like yeah. We were, I was like asleep, like someone, You'd be like recording his verses, and I'd be like asleep on the couch, you know, like surrounded mm. by V cans, and like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's your turn, and jump up, you know. It was, it was a crazy time, man. Yeah, real crazy time. Yeah. So, what was the time, the time frame from, um, when the song and the video, um, dropped, to when you realised, oh fuck, this is massive. And it, oh. and it hit. What, what's? Are we talking? Did you kind of realize within a, a week or so, or did it take a kind of a little bit longer to? Well, yeah. So we recorded the vocal. We recorded the song, and then, like, yeah. So we got the funding for it, and we recorded the song, mm. and then we got the funding for the video. Yeah. And we got these two like young cats did the video for like five grand, which is crazy yeah. when you look at it. It looks crazy. Yeah. Like, it's like they spend more than that, and they spent so much time on it. Like yeah. it was a real blessing, and um, and we're like, oh yeah, it's it's ready. So I think we'll let, let's you know let's put it out into the world. Which and its debut was on, on like DJ Severe had this hip hop show. Um, it's the C four Hip Hop Hour, mm-hmm. and like we sent like it got sent to him, and we're like you know we're sitting there watching, you know, and this is in the in the I think the video took. Man, it might have, it took months because these you know these guys it was labor of love for these dudes you know they yeah. they spent their five G's in like <laughs> the first couple of weeks so they were just like putting you know we we're like we we're like seeing little snippets of it with the things with the big heads and shit yeah we're like oh man this is so cool you know and we were hyped on it yeah and we yeah you know, we we're like this is dope you know it's like we're really proud of it really proud of the song really and we're like yeah let's send it in not being like 
this is going to be, you know, the biggest thing to happen to our, to us in our lives so far. Yeah. So we send it in to, to severe in a, in, in, a, in a place, you know? Yeah. And we're like watching it. We're like, oh, wow, cool, man. Our video was just on TV. Yeah. And then he comes back from the ad break and he's looking at the camera and he's like, so this has never happened before. We've had so many requests to have to play that song again. <laughs> and then he, then he just went, he just had, he started talking about us. He's like, oh, you know, cause I've met him a couple of times. And he was like, oh yeah, you know, these guys are Kiwi. Cause every, apparently so many people watched it and they were like, is this American? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cause like. Cause you guys are dressed in the full base, uh, basketball yeah. gears and. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we yeah. were like, like, like me and you were dressing like that for years, like, because yep. you know we like we were so deep into hip hop and okay. everything about it. Yep. So we were we were on eBay hoarding, spending all our doll money on on <laughs> um, <laughs> on these gears, you know, like. So so and if you if you knew seen us before the video, you would have seen us walking around Auckland City in those gears, okay. you know. Yeah. So yeah, people were like, "Is this American?" Because you know it. It, it looks like it's a hundred thousand dollar video, yeah. And these guys don't look like they're from New Zealand, and it sounds, you know, what I mean, it, it sounds international, which yeah. is what we wanted. Yeah. You know, we like we 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 were never like going to go on there and, and talk about fish and chips and or and just be like and like <laughs> be all like, yeah, we wanted to be international. Yeah. And and for us at that time, it was just steering away from kind of any of that kind of thing. Mm. And yeah, and like the way we pronounced some words was American and man, we caught some fire on that, bro. It was just like, mm. so many people were like, oh, these guys think they are, you know, righty rah with American accents. Mm. But yeah, so that, after the, after that, that got aired, man, they got added to like their catalog, the Seaforce catalog, the music station at the time. And they were just, pumping it and then from there on bro it was just like hold on to your hair man because shit was just like crazy mm. you know it's like you can't you can't even imagine you know like yeah. i was off to work work at footlocker yep to, to go go to footlocker and i could just feel people staring at me and i'm like oh, oh wow staring at me and it took me ages to like click i was like oh shit they they must recognize me you know and it's like yeah it's weird man were they were they like were they walking past going, his head's not that big, his head's bigger on the bigger on the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was um, it's a crazy time, bro. Like crazy, crazy time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I'll see if I got these stats right. So, Fool's Love was one of the most successful charting New Zealand singles ever, spending four consecutive weeks at number one. 18 weeks in the top 10 and 32 weeks total in the top 40. Is that about right? Yeah, I think yeah. Sounds about right. That's I remember good. the four weeks at number one. Mm. That was, that what was, was that like? Cool. What was that like? The first, the first, the first week. Oh man. Did you have, oh, sorry, did you have any idea at that stage that it was, it was going to go number one? Did you, was, could you kind of feel the vibe of it building to be sort of number one? No, not really. Yep. Like, this was, yeah, this was at that time when kind of radio play and all that kind of stuff kind of mattered. It mattered, yeah. We're kind of just, I remember 
being out somewhere walking with some mates and I heard a car drive past and it was like, boom, boom. And I was like, and I was like, fuck, just a random car, yeah. you know, and they were like bumping our tune and I was like, and that was the point where I was like, man, this is crazy. And you, you know, you get the word up from like the people at the record company going, oh, you know, it's, it's getting this close, you know, it's, it's in the top 20 or when you're like, what? It was like, it was all just so quick, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. like I can barely remember it like, cause it was yeah. just, it was just a blur. Mm. <laughs> and it was, there, there was so much interviews. It was just interviews and like, like industry parties and like so much alcohol. <laughs> like, and, 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 um, at the time uh, they had herbals over here. You know, like um, like legal, like yep. it was like synthetic yeah, herbals, yeah. which is crazy that they were legal. Yeah, and man, I just I just call that 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 was the herbal time. You know, it was just like because we were just like constantly doing stuff. So it was like on these herbal pills yep. and on all this free alcohol. Yep. and it was just like yeah, it was madness, bro. Yeah, total madness. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so riding that wave, um, I would say there would have been expectation from oh sorry had had you were you were you guys signed at that stage um we were signed to a like the guy who recorded the the single yep we were signed to kind of his you know indie label and then we went to we went through him to connect with uh sony bmg okay like we we you know we did the rounds we had the we talked to the head, not interviews, but we had conversations with, you know, the heads of all the other labels. Yep. Which was weird, you know. You're like, you're like, oh, now we're going to see uh, Universal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it was just like, and, and you know, and my bro Yudi, he he's you know he's the brains of the alpha, you know, and he's like he's always he really like he's he's really eloquent and like. He knows what he wants, yeah. and for me, it was all. The, it was such a like tumbling kind of crazy time. It was just all kind of a bit of a joke because it was just <laughs> yeah, so. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was man, like, yeah. I was like, I was like, bro, I was like, I've been rhyming for a year. Yeah, I've been making beats for about a year and a half. <laughs> you know, it was all like I had to laugh at it because yeah. it was just, it was just like, it was crazy. You know, so but um. Yeah, we ended up going with Sony BMG, which was cool. Okay. We were happy with that. That's cool. So with that, there, you know, there would have been expectation for more music, another album. So um, yeah. you, uh, I, I did read something, but, uh, you know, I, I won't I won't quote that. I'll get you to tell a story about what happened with that um, that second album. And it, from what I read, it seemed like it was a bit of a, a, a timing thing, maybe with streaming coming in at around about that time. Oh, it was kind of. To be honest, it was like, like we released other singles after Fool's Love, right? And yep. none of them really did any good because okay. they're all just crazy, completely different. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, so. Oh, so well, so of, so what was that like then? What was that feeling like? So before we get onto that, that second album, like releasing those next couple of songs, did you, um, did you fellas think that, oh, you know, we're, we're going to go around again 
or was it just like, let's just release this one and see what it does? I can't like, we, it was definitely like, oh, let's see how it goes. Okay. We, we were wanting for more. Sure, of you course, know, of you course. Do, you do. Yeah, like, yeah. You're like, let's keep this going. Yep. But there's also, there was also that, I call it that kind of punk rock in us where we just kind of wanted to make whatever we wanted to make. Yep. You know, if, if, if we had been quite smart about it, mm. we would have just like cranked up some more fool's love type okay. things. Yep. But we were just making whatever and being like, how about this one? This song's about going to the club and taking ecstasy. Should we see how this goes? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, we were like, yeah, it was crazy, man. Mm. Okay, so yeah, drop those couple of singles now. That talk about the second album, and and what happened there. Oh, well, I think so. The deal with Sony BMG that kind of fell to pieces, and kind of we were kind of disenchanted by the whole music scene altogether. You know, like okay. Because we were really happy with the album we made, but you know sales weren't that good, and it was just kind of like we started working on the second album, and it was just kind of that thing, like I said about you know music is it's some some of the best music is like at a period of time, and there's like some of those tunes that we're working on, we were just laboring on them, man, mm. just like spending too much time thinking about. Oh, is this going to be the next like over, love? overthinking type thing? Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than just like, because you know when you when we made Fool's Lover, it was just like a happy accident, man. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, this song is dope. Mm. Let's do something with it. Not mm. like, oh, let's try to make that again. Mm. It's like, it's like it's not like not creating from the right energy. Yeah. So and it was just kind of like, and there was like dramas with labels and shit, and like. <clears throat> It was just kind of, it just kind of just fell apart. So we like had a lot of songs for that second album, but it just kind of, it never got made. You know, it was like, it's weird. It's weird going from like such crazy heady heights to just nothing. Nothing, you know yeah, I mean? right, right. Yeah, and and no support. Yeah, from record labels or anything. It's just kind of like, well, your old news. You know what I mean? Mm. And you know, and everyone knows that. But you know, everyone knows that's what the, the industry is like. Yep. But until you kind of, until you experience it, you know, you really don't really know, you know, it's kind of rough, mm. you know, because it's like, it's just kind of, oh shit, no, they, they don't care anymore. And, like and, hero you know, to, that whole hero to zero. Yeah, bro, hard. Mm. That's it, man. Mm. Like the whole, you know, the one hit wonder thing and all that kind of mm. stuff, you know, people start labeling you one hit wonder. I'm like, oh, better than no hit wonder, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's for sure. Rather, yeah, having something than never having anything. Yeah, but yeah, it was. It just kind of fizzled out, and the album just kind of disappeared into the ether, you know, because mm -hmm. it was like I think both of us were struggling with with just. New Zealand music and hip hop music, like that whole the whole industry and the scene, and like mm -hmm. especially Yudi, he was like quite felt really burnt okay. by it. So it was just kind of just kind of we 
kind of just fizzled out by just mm-hmm. like, you know, we kept doing things. I don't know. It was just like I, I, I started to move away from wanting to even make him up anymore, you know? Right. That's kind of like, I was like, oh, I've done that. You know, for me, it was real flippant kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. But mm. my bro, he was like, it was this kind of his dream, you know, since okay. he was, you know, since he was listening to Wu-Tang when he was like yeah. 13 or something, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be the hip-hop artist, you know what I mean? But for me, I, 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 it felt pretty easy to kind of just let it go. Mm-hmm. So I did. Yeah. So by letting go, was that, was that when the decision came to move to Australia? Yeah, well, I kind of, you know, we were making tunes together. It was kind of, you know, I was I was dabbling into into weird territory. I was making kind of like electro rap, you know, mm-hmm. crazy shit. And my bro, I could tell he was, he just wanted to make music with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he really loved it that much, you know. <laughs> it, was more, it was my thing, you know. Yeah. I was on stage in like <clears throat> tight pink pants playing cowbells and shit, you know. I mean, I was like. And my and my <laughs> with like with like fluoro green nail polish and yeah. like a high top fade and shit. You know, I was like, dum, 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 dum. I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's a, you know, there's this big burly like black South African dude going, oh yeah, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> 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 you know, we we did some stuff, and but ultimately it was a woman that made me move okay. to Melbourne, and I think and that was the end of it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so you you land in Melbourne. Uh, what was your what, what what was did you did you have any sort of um, musical ties here when when you got to Melbourne, or did, uh, were you just yeah just hit the ground running type thing? Yeah, well, I was I followed my now wife over because yep. I was like you know I was just kind of meandering back in Aotearoa, you know, like kind of making bits of music and not really doing much. So I just followed her here and I wasn't here very long. And uh, one of my best friends who guitar player from Waiku as well, who was in the tech metal band with me, mm-hmm. he, uh, he was playing for this girl called Kimbra mm-hmm. playing guitar for her, you know, and he'd known her from years from Hamilton. And, um, and uh, they were getting around, you know, doing these things and, my my bro Stan Bicknell was playing yep. drums for her as well. The word, and then he'd put in a couple of years with her, doing you know doing the hard yakka bro, yep. doing the the shitty clubs, <laughs> doing do, you know I mean? doing 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 the real stink stink clubs, and and he was leaving. Yeah, you know I think because he wanted to start his coffee business. His business, and yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and he was like, I gotta do this thing. Yeah, and my bro Timon was like, oh. You want to play the drums? And at this point, I hadn't probably hadn't touched drums for about four or five years. Okay. Because it was misfits and, you know, and everything that wasn't misfits kind of just dropped off. Mm-hmm. And then I just wasn't in bands anymore and I wasn't doing anything. So he's like, oh, you want to play with this girl, Kimbra? I'm like, oh, I think drums. Yeah, I reckon I can do that. Dust off the old drum sticks. And um, yeah, we had a few jams. Man, it was tough filling in the shoes of Stan Bicknell. Yeah. 
the amount of times I would get the oh Stan plays it like this oh Stan plays it like this you wouldn't let me live that down yeah can, like, yeah, well, can you make your right foot go yeah. <laughs> well, he wasn't doing that no, no. at the time so <laughs> I, think, I don't think I would have got the job if he was doing that um, yeah just kidding but um, <laughs> yeah yeah he was yeah so I got a lot of that like that player that is, but mm-hmm. me and Stan are very different players. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but yeah, it was a hard shoes to fill. I got in there, we did it. Things we like, and luckily for me, just as I joined, we played a few gigs, and she started blowing up. Yep. Like, so for, peop- for people that don't know, I'm sure everybody does know who Kimber is, but you, if you don't know Kimber before this, you'll know Kimber from. Kimber sang um, somebody that I used to know with with uh, how do you say his name? Goatee, Goatee, Go- Goatee. <laughs> Fuck, boy, Goatee. Um, that's nah, all good. Yeah, um, yeah, and of course that song won Grammy awards and yeah. was a huge hit all over the world and made her basically international international star. So yeah, so yeah, so you were you sort of came in. I came um, at the right time, bro. Right time, bro. Yep. Yep. They like started paying for rehearsals, started paying for wow gig gigs because before that it was all just a labor of love, you know. Yep. Yep. Stan, Timon, they all knew Kimber from when she was young in Hamilton. Yep. So when she moved over, mm. and they moved over, she was like, because she idolized these dudes from the the band in uh, New Caledonia that they were all in together. Mm-hmm. So she was like, oh, I want you guys as my band, you yep. know. So I just happened to just step in and pretty much things just started blowing up, you know, like it was like we started playing around the country and then all of a sudden she does a song with Gautier and that is, it just explodes. And then we're like, mm. oh, now we're, we're touring America. Yeah. And like, oh shit. And there's me, you know, I've been here, I, I don't I mean, probably not even a year, bro. And it yep. was just like, just thrown into it again. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm yeah. always musically, I'm always riding some crazy wave yeah. that wasn't made by me. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just lucky, lucky to have a boogie board and be riding the wave, you know, <laughs> blessed. That's, that's, that's awesome. I saw, um, I saw your, uh, David Letterman performance today. I watched that video. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. With Kimbra. That's cool, yeah, man. Yeah. I gotta say, right at the end there, Dave Dave Letterman comes over and I see him say, G'day, I saw him wave to you and you sort of wave back to him. And he's standing there and the first thing he does is grab Kimbra's skirt. She's wearing this big metal like yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. the skirt thing was. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, that's okay. But he kept holding it, bro. Oh. And I'm like, oh. Dirty Dave. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if I'm speaking out of school, but look. Go watch that video and, and <laughs> make up your own mind. But like, even after he'd stopped talking, he's still holding the holding yeah, the middle yeah. skirt. You know, like, fuck. But I uh, put that aside. That that performance was just awesome. She's so dynamic, and I'm um, yeah, watching yeah, you play yeah. too. You got a lot going on too with the electronics on both sides. And oh yeah, it was it's, just cool. Yeah, we had um, that was for the second album. So and Kimberly, like, it was great working with Kimberly because. She, she's a real, she has so much of her hands in the studio work. Okay. So she's like picking the drums and 
okay. programming the sounds and like, you know, she's over the producer's shoulder and she's constantly making tweaks. Yep. So, which, you know, seeing her work like that is awesome. But then when it comes coming to live, it was also a bit of a, it was hard work, you know, because she would be like, oh, that, the, your snare doesn't sound exactly like it does on the album. Oh, okay. So it was like, we had to start bringing all this electronic stuff and, you know, it was, it was cool because I'd never done that before. You yep. know, I had the SVD and I had yep. a couple of pads, actually I had like three or four pads, you know? Yep. So it was a lot of that going on. And for me, you know, because I'm such a live band, I'm a live music guy, you know, like yep. when I, if I hear the record, I don't want it to sound like the record because <laughs> yeah, I'll just, bro, I'll stay home and listen to the record. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. when you go and see a band, you're like, oh shit, man, they did something different. They, they sound, they, yep. they, they approached it from a different angle, mm. which Kimber did, but there was, drums always got the most, the spotlight for her because she's real rhythmical, you okay. know? So, yep. And she's like spent so much time on the drums. So I got a lot of, always had the light on me, like, okay, play this exactly like that or play it like that. But then some, sometimes I could get away with stuff, you know, I could like chuck in like a, the triplet gospel fill and she'd be like, oh, yeah, sweet ass. Bro. But then the, <laughs> the the tiniest little trap hat thing might not make it through. Okay. But it was re- that that's, that's, it was such good training for me to work with someone who was so pedantic about things to me from a drummer's point mm. weren't important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but being able to like work with her and like find a happy medium and still be able to kind of play enjoy myself playing playing, <laughs> yeah. playing for the artist eh, bro yeah bro yeah. it's yeah it's a, like i never i'd never had to do that before mm-hmm. you know, i was like you know like the, the metal bands and everything was just like oh I, I just did what i wanted yep you know so being in that was re- yeah great learning really great learning you know mm. yeah how long were you in kimbra's band oh damn a few years um, damn, it's been like it was like from like 2012 to 2015 or 16 or something. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was wild, like you know, we toured the states mm-hmm. a bunch of times, we were just like constantly over there. Yeah, so, so what, yeah, what yeah. was that like? What was that general experience like being over in the states? Oh, and seeing that, is, seeing that scene, fantastic, man! Okay. Like. Like America and the American people are just something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, like the, you know, the musicians you meet. I remember we were in LA, and this is the LA man. And like, I remember because yeah, around this time, like I was getting into gospel drumming, you know, and like, and I was like trying fumbling my way through this gospel drumming thing. And, you know, when I were going to LA and then Kim was like, oh, well, Thomas Pridgen's coming to this gig, you know, and I'm just Damn. like, oh, <laughs> you fucking kidding me. Yeah. Tell him to stay home. He's going you know I mean? to like, play two and four tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just the pressure. I remember the pressure because, like, LA is like, that's for all the, like, and I think they were mm. like, like, because Kimber was – real good friends with Thundercat, you know, and his brother was Ronald Bruner Jr., like one of my favorite drummers all the time. Mm. And I was like, please, Lord, do not come to a gig. <laughs> please do not come. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. If it could be anyone in the audience, I don't care if there's, if there's drummers in there, yeah. man, you know what it's like, bro. <laughs> it's like, it's either in your mind, you're, you're like, okay, I'm just going to take it real simple. But then all of a sudden, your hands just, man, you're trying to start proving something. It's like, nah, I'm going <laughs> to go for it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do this film, man. <laughs> but it was all good. Because, man, yeah. like, the these guys are in just the most, the craziest league like don't even notice what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was and it was cool meeting these kind of people and and just the caliber of musicianship there is just man, you can't it's just totally just it's insane. Mm. We we'd be like we'd be in LA and we'd be just like cause it, on one tour we got um American bass player and keys player. Yep. Um and you know, and they, they knew everybody. They knew Thundercat, Bruno Jr., all that, because they all they all know each other. You yep, know what I mean? Yep. Which is dope. And then we were just out getting wings or something, and there was just just this band like playing in the foyer of this restaurant, and they were just smoking, bro. The drummer was just smashing, and I was just like, man, just the level of musicianship here is just out of control. Because mm. LA is just like this is this breeding ground. Because it's the best of the best. If you want to be seen and play for someone, like, you know, because yeah. there's like thousands of these drummers that are just so good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, was, it was cool. Like, so humbling, yeah. you know? Yeah. So humbling. D- did it dishearten you in a sense, though? Like, if you're seeing that much, say, if you had in the back of your mind, you know, if some, whatever doesn't work out with Kimber, do I ever want to come back to LA and give it a crack? Do you kind of go, fuck. <laughs> it's an uphill well, battle, man. There's a lot of cats here. Oh, there was a, there was a point where, you know, we got the three year visa or something. Okay. You know, for America. And there was, we were talking about, you know, maybe we could move there. Yeah. You know, cause I, I was thinking like, oh, maybe I should become a full-time musician. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, that, that's, because I had no job back in Melbourne because it was constant tours, you know? Yep. And I thought, you know, we could be a full-time musician. And we were thinking about moving to LA. And I was like, man, I'm so glad we did it. Because, man, talk about minnow and a lake full of, yeah. like, sharks, bro. It's just like, the competition is, like, it's unbelievable. Oh, I'm sure you yep. would have found your place, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, You're man, I can too, play the SPD real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I leave I leave the real drums to the real players. <laughs> hey, bro, check out my loops. Yeah, yeah bro. Hey, I, I can kind of rap as well. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Right? yeah. But it's in this weird Kiwi American accent. <laughs> Are you into that? Oh, <laughs> oh that's funny. Um, yeah. what what's the hardest or the biggest challenge about touring for you? Uh, just being away from my lady. Okay, it's really hard for me. Like. Just yeah, we spend so much time on the phone, and I just miss her a lot. You know? mm. And when you know, we just had our our daughter, and, and I, when I think about people, like, oh, would you want to go on tour again? And now that I have a daughter, I just don't know if I could. Yep. You know, like if I could leave them for that long a time, you know, mm-hmm. I think I'm just a too much of an emotional old moldy to do that. Eh? I'm just <laughs> crying all the time, but. But that that was the hardest thing for yeah. me, just being away from her. You know, I had like I had like time and one of my best mates in the world in the band with me. So we, you know, we we were always having good times and we were always yeah. like yeah. having doing really cool stuff. But it was just that part 
I missed. Yep. But man, so much cool shit. Like you say, playing Letterman, that was like, you know what I mean? Like just before he stepped down. Yep. You know, like before he finished. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, yeah, bro. It was like right. maybe it was last season or second of yeah, last season wow, or something. Wow. And man, that stage was cold, bro. He, he has, he has, he keeps the the stage like I don't know how, but it was honestly, it was like six degrees or something on stage because oh, he likes it really right? cold he must run really hot yeah bro yeah <laughs> well that viagra I reckon. yeah well grab, um, grabbing all those dresses bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, oh jeez cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i have to watch it bro i didn't watch i didn't i didn't i didn't notice yeah that. yeah just yeah, go uh, check go check it out um did he um i've seen videos of um letterman um I mean, because he, he's a bit of a drummer himself, eh? Oh, yeah, oh, bro. I was waiting for him to ask me about my Oh, drums. yeah. Are they, you your drum? your... are they your drums or are they rentals? <laughs> have, you, have you seen those videos? Yeah. Are they yeah, your drums? I was like, nice seen, drums. I'd seen the videos and yeah, I, was like, yeah. I was like, this is my moment. Yeah. David Lederman's going to ask me if these are my drums. Yeah. And yeah, just that's like, cool. Nod. Yeah, cool, man. Some of those other cool things he's he's had is that I, I think he had the, like the drummers, I think it was a drummers week or whatever, and he had... I mean, Neil Pert was on there, Gavin Harrison, yeah, yeah. Tony yeah, Royster. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, fuck, who else was on there? Dennis Chambers? No. Oh, I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah, just just get some killer drummers on there. Mm. And and um, like Anton Fig, his, um, like his house drummer, man, I've been a fan of that guy for years. Like yeah. back in New Zealand, there was Hey Hey, It's Saturday. Mm-hmm. I used to watch that. And then Letterman was on after that. And I used to watch those shows to watch the drummers. So Darren, oh, Fr- yeah, Darren Fuji on, hey hey, and then um, Anton Fig, yeah, oh, just, just watch, watch those back, guys. Yeah. Hey hey, it's Saturday. Ooh, yeah. Show your age on that one, brother. I know. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, all right. So the 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 Kimber thing. Um, what? How did that sort of? How did that sort of end? And then what? What did you sort of cruise into after that? Uh, I kind of, cause she was like, America was just, we were constantly going there, Okay, you know? And it was like, she, she had actually, like, she had moved there and it, it was like, like bless, bless her. Cause that's my little sister. Yep. And, and she was like, she's such a crazy loyal little Kiwi girl. She's like, she could have any, she could have the most smoking backing band yeah, in LA, you know, as most artists do, they go there and they're like, "I'll have, I'll have uh, a Royster on drums. I'll have, yep. you, know, you know, all these dudes." And then she's like, "Oh, let's fly my Kiwi mates from Aussie, pay them, put them in hotels, yeah, pay them, you know, and for the for all the rehearsals, you know what I mean? She was spending so much money. Yep, and and it got to a point where she was like, "Oh, I'm." I'm you know, I can't really do this anymore. And I, and I said to her, I said, I said, sis, I've been waiting for this. I've been mm-hmm. waiting for you to, because like, you're spending way too much money. You know yep. what I mean? Like yep. Yep. flying us over. Yep. Yeah. All the, you know, she could save so much money. Cause you know, she's, she wanted to do this forever and make as much money as she could. Of course. And I was, I was just like, yeah, that makes total sense to me, you know? And I like, just do your thing. Go with love, you know. Yeah. But my boy Timon, he 
he's stuck with it because he, he's one like they create so much together. Like he's helped write a lot of her songs okay. and stuff. So he was he he he's stuck in there for a while. I think I think maybe oh yeah, I don't know what he's doing, if he's gonna go back or not, but he gets he gets sucked sucked in. <laughs> to, to the, you know, it's it's fun. But yeah. um uh so yeah, after that I was man, I just kind of yeah, I thought maybe I'll be a full time musician, yep. you know, in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And I thought yeah, yeah, and I started hitting up like you know the corporate band things, and you know you go, I'd be like, oh hi, my name's you know Stevie, but I play for Canberra, and they're like, oh we currently have you know sixty drummers on our list, so <laughs> like, now I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool, you know. So, and then more I thought about, it, I was like, I don't want to be a cover band guy, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be playing these songs I'm not really into just to make money. And, you know, I got a lot of my bros are full-time musicians, you know, and they work hard, man. They work really hard, you know, they're gigging all the time. Some gigs they don't like. Yep. And I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a picky bitch like that. You know, I don't want to, you know, I, like I, I've always treated music as a love, you know, and once it's for me, once it would start turning into a job, yeah. Then I wouldn't like it anymore. Yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like man. I don't want to do this anymore. It's a job, you know. So I started I started thinking about what I wanted to do and I started thinking of this idea where I wanted to all I wanted to play was R and B and hip hop. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to play. And I was like, I'd look around, I'm like, where's the R and B and hip hop cover bands? All I see is pop and all this kind of stuff. So I started trying to put something together for that while just working a day job, you know? So that was this thing called R and Beast, which I was doing for a while. Like I put it like got some of my homies here, like killer musicians, Mikey Chan, you know, um, Anthony O'Dell, Philly Francois. And we were we attempted to make which is a lot of like this kind of R&B hip hop live kind of extravaganza with like visuals and playing along to the videos. Yeah. I was, I was watching, yeah, a bunch yeah. of, watching a bunch of those videos the other night. Fuck. Awesome, man. Yeah, awesome. Both, like it was, yeah. yeah, it was, um, playing along to destiny's child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, all, 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 the, all, all the kind of shit you watch like Aaron Spears yeah. and all these dudes play along to, you yeah. know, like, yeah. and you, you can chop out and you yeah. can open up. Yep. And it's like the technicality and the musicality is there. I was like, man, this is what this is what I want to do. And I we had so much fun and we rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed. And my band members hated me because they're like it's so pedantic, you know? Like yeah. I'm like, no, it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then uh, we did a few gigs and it was I think it was just too much okay. for people, you know, because like it wasn't really it went from just kind of like grooving out to this kind of like sweet tunes to like just being having your head torn off by just crazy arrangements and drum fills and yep. and stuff, you know. So that kind of that kind of faded off, and then I was like, oh, I'd still like to keep drumming, you know, because I was like doing little things here. I was playing for a gospel covers band. Yeah, called Gospel Sundays, which was just the best because, you know, as a wannabe gospel drummer, being able to actually play in a gospel band who were playing, yeah. you know, like 
like actual like nowadays gospel arrangements you know yep. like Frank, franklin and all this kind of stuff it was like a blessing they're like oh you know because they um jason Hera was the drummer oh so, right yep. you know yeah yeah the like beast absolute yeah, beast yep. you're like and i was like oh he's like oh he's leaving again someone moves and i stick my foot in there <laughs> <laughs> just lucky man yeah, just man, lucky bro. Awesome. and um yeah and that was just the best like we i did that gig for years mm. like once one sunday every month the last sunday of every month that was just being able being able to like going from like because going from listening to gospel music being really absorbing myself into it to actually playing it mm. man so good yep so good sounds like highlight of the week oh man it was yeah. just like awesome it's like they go to a gospel gig and it's like because you know a lot of the the audience was people from, from, from churches coming down yeah you know like and and just the joy in that room bro it's just yeah, like that's wow. awesome it was you know because that music's so moving mm. You know, whether you believe or you don't, it's hard not to be moved, man, because it was like you feel the passion, you know, who, of the of the people that do believe and, and just and just the musicianship and everything, man. It's just like the best. Mm. You know, after that, I'm like, take me to church. I'm ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like if, 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 if there is a God and he has, she has a hand or he has a hand, yeah. it's music. Yeah. Yeah. They hand is music, bro, and they touch you with it. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Number, like, that moves you like that. So I did that for a while, and that was amazing. Yeah. And then I was like, I wanted to, um, yeah, keep drumming for other things. So I got in touch with an Aussie rapper called Seth Century, who, who, funny enough, when I was with Kimbra, had said to his manager – that he really liked my playing. Oh, cool. And this was year, years ago, you know, like mm. when we first started. So I remembered that and I was like, oh shit, it's a century. Oh my God. Hunted him down. It's like, hey, bro, you know, name's Stevie, played for Kimbra. You know, you know apparently, you know, you, you like my drumming. And it's, and it's been like four years or something crazy. And I was like, oh, you hit me up if you need a drummer. You know, a couple of days later, he hits me. He's like, "Actually, actually we're going to start thinking about getting a drummer." I'm like, "Oh, cool!" The universe just pops it on my lap, bro, and I'm like, "Sweet!" So just dive straight into that. You know, like full on live hip hop yep. arrangements. You know, me, Seth, and a DJ, yep. and, uh, Ableton, Ableton running the backing tracks. Yep. Yeah, and that was amazing, and because they hadn't used. They hadn't used any Ableton. They were just OG, like old school, you know, like play play the CD. Yeah. You know, like you know, like yeah. And so, and I was like, man, you, you, we gotta we gotta use Ableton. We gotta do something different, you know. It's like we, you know, arrange the songs, chop them up, all the stuff, and we just went in. Yeah. Just arranged the whole set. You know, yep. It was kind of like akin to like like a Kendrick Lamar kind of gig, you know, it was all just, you know, the DJ was triggering things and Ableton was running. Yeah, it's really fun. And I've been rocking with those guys ever since, which was like 2016 or something. Yeah, that's cool. Was um, Dan Kirby doing that with Bliss and Esso at that stage? 
doing doing the drums for them. Doing the drums, yeah. Was that around, around yeah. the same sort? Of- yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. I, yeah, I think he's been playing for them for quite a while. Yeah. I think before that, I think they actually, I think they'd seen Dan Kirby and okay. like the whole that's, the live drummer energy. That's why I was. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah, because and they were like, "Oh, we need that energy. Like that's what's missing from our shows." Yeah, and Dan Kirby, he's a bro. Yeah. He's a legend. Yeah, Dan's a man. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, you also played. Uh, Played with Regurgitator. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me yeah, about that. Yeah, when I, when oh. I first came to Australia, um, um, Regurgitator were really starting to hit. And that, that was... Yeah, was that? that? Oh, geez. Mid-90s? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was actually... That was another one of those. We were, we were doing a festival. I can't remember what festival it was. With Kimber. And I'm a big Regurgitator fan. Yeah, like yeah. from... Uh, that two playing album and and uh, unit unit album, you know, like yep. fan man, like incredible band. That's another example of like not one single song sounds like the next. They're yep. the extreme. Yep. You know what I mean? They're like yep, yep. they're like yeah, they're amazing. So we we were playing a festival with Kimber and they were playing, and I was like, oh shit, I got to see these guys. So I watched them and, you know, I was like, man, that's fucking fantastic. And we're backstage and I'd had, had a few a few white poodles, bro, a few beers. <laughs> and I was standing over there, you know, it was Quan and uh, Ben, the bass player, I think. Yeah. And I rocked up there and I was like, I was like, man, I love you guys. You know, usual fanboy spiel. And I was like, if you guys ever need a drummer, you just, I'm your man. I know all the songs. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> yeah, but harder, you know, it's just like embarrassing. If anyone has yeah. seen it, it'd be just totally embarrassing. Like, ah, oh, you guys are great. If you need a drummer, man, just give me a call, yeah? yeah. And and then they were like, Well, actually, our uh our drummer's gonna have foot surgery soon and, and I got sober real quick. I was like, Huh? What? You know, and it was like, Yeah, like he's gonna go in for foot surgery, so we got all these gigs that need to be played and so we need a drummer would you be up for it <laughs> and bro and then i was up for it and then next thing you know i'm it was real quick it was a crazy turnaround it was like oh here's these 20 something songs that you yep. know would play because it was like a few uh shows and it was a few shows in new zealand it was like the big day out back home like showing welly um so like, i'll learn all these songs so I just dove head first into all these, you know, regurgitated tunes like punk tunes, pop, yep. hip hop, like everything, you know, like great stuff. Really tested my playing. I was like, man, I haven't played punk beats since I was like little, you know, and like the, the drummer at the time, like such great range. And I was like, damn, it got me working for these things. But yeah, like it was such a cool cool experience and man just to be play to be able to play with like one of my favorite bands from like when i was yeah. in my teens was man the best and such nice guys it's you know like putting up with my incredibly high tune snare and stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> and the the what are the the and this uh the, this one their, their sound guy i forgot his name but he'd be like ah, oh, what do you say it's one of the best things everyone's ever said about my playing is like, oh, you got you, 
it was like that Prince drum, it sounded like a Prince's drummer. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. Thank Lord. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's the best thing anyone has said to me. Oh, but that, and then we played this one. Sorry, just to segue to another thing. Yeah. We played, we played this uh, gig with Kimber in LA and they streamed it or they, they put it online. And one of the comments was, this is great, but this drumming drumming is obnoxious. It sounds like um, oh, Jay Leno drumming. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, it's fantastic. It's That's the, awesome. the best, yeah. best co- like compliments I've had on my drumming. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like Blackwell and oh, I've forgotten who. Would, oh, what's his name? The Jay Leno drummers. Oh, let me look. Yeah, up. yeah. Let me. Oh, he's. Oh my God, I met him. Yeah, I'm just. I'm um, trying to think of his name too. Hang on. Oh God. Teddy, Teddy Campbell. Ah. Oh, why did Martin Smitty come? He, Martin Smitty. He was. Um. No, he was Arsenio Hall's drummer, wasn't he? Hang on. It's Teddy Campbell. Yeah, I I googled it and it said it says Martin Smitty Smith. No, no, he was. Um, oh, maybe now, maybe back in because. Oh, maybe back at maybe back at that time, it was Teddy Campbell. Teddy Campbell. Yeah, I thought. And I was like. Yeah, I thought Marvin Marvin, Marvin Smitty Smith was um, um, a senior halls drummer. Pretty sure he was yeah. at the Pearl. Yeah. Pearl drum kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that was um, but yeah, the regurgitated thing was great, bro. It yeah. Was like that's a, cool. another really great learning experience yeah. and those dudes they're just like they're so crazy <laughs> and they're so wacky man like yeah. we play we in, in real in real the, life because some of that yeah bro some of that music's wacky ears yeah yeah and we walk up to the big day out and they're like oh for the for these big day out shows we're gonna um we're gonna go shirtless and wear wigs but wear them backwards yep so we had like all had these long-haired wigs but we wore them backwards so it was all just covering our face and, and this shirtless. this was this would have been pre Sia as well because <laughs> <laughs> no leotards, yeah, no, no leotards. No. Um, and and whenever they talked on the mic, they didn't like the metal voice. They're like <laughs> we we are the Gertrudeia, <laughs> you know. And then and he, they, he like encouraged me to play like real metal style. Like, oh, that's cool. Right. That's cool, man. Yeah, bro. And like, and like from best. from a fan to to watch that that's the shit you remember too. When you're oh, at a bro, show and you best. see that kind of stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's like, clever. That's, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And being able to play the song formerly known as. Yep. Like, was, man, the best, bro. Awesome. That groove. That groove is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Um, yeah. So... What was um, – we said we weren't going to talk about COVID, but we won't talk about COVID itself. But what were you doing music-wise when COVID sort of sort of kicked in and did it put a stop to anything? Um, I was just – yeah, we're just rocking with Seth. Yep. Thing. Like it's it stopped a few Seth shows. It's kind of – it's definitely put in – put – drumming on the back burner you know okay just like just gigs in general yeah of course yeah so i've just been musically i've just been making beats again like i kind of covid kind of made me 
just for some reason just started making hip hop beats again. That's cool. So that's I, what I had, I've been doing. One of my next questions was going to be: Are you are you writing rhymes again, rhymes and raps? Are you looking to do that sort of stuff again, or is it more more the the beats and production? Yeah, it's just the beats and production. Yeah. Like, I love rapping. Yeah, because I love the. I was never like I never really had much to say when it came came to rap, rapping. You know, I was like I was I love the technicality and and the rhythms and stuff. You know, like some of my favorite rappers are all that's kind of like like Busta Rhymes and Pharrell Monch and stuff, mm. where it's all like the crazy rhythms and the timings that sound cool. Yeah, not not a really a lot of content mm. of what they're talking about. It's more just battle raps, you know. Yeah. So I don't really feel I, I felt like a. A period of time where I was doing that, and then I'm done. Yep. Kind of have no really pull to do it anymore. You know, it's like, but who knows, bro? That's cool. Maybe the next COVID, next COVID, I'll start that up. <laughs> <laughs> right, your next COVID list. <laughs> yeah, the, the next, the next strain, bro. You yeah. Know, what the, I what yeah. I just did, I just bought myself fretless bass. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I've um. I've won a one for years, man, and like I've got, I've got a jazz bass and guitar, and obviously can't play drums here at my house. And um, yeah, man, I just, I just, it, 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 uh, it came yesterday. It arrived yesterday, so my fingers yeah. are fucking. Look, I don't oh, know if you can yeah. see my fingers, but they're all <laughs> really, really sore. I just, I yeah, played yeah. it to death last night. But yeah, that's my kind of COVID thing at the moment. Nice. Yeah, fretless bass. Yeah, um, yeah, a friend of mine had a fretless bass, and and um, in my teens, and yeah, it was just like, I don't know, people play that thing, man. You're like, you got to be so so accurate with where you, you put your finger. You it's do, like a yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't kind of hide in between the two metal frets. You kind of, <laughs> yeah. It's, that's that's the tricky thing, and it all comes down to technique too, you know. But yeah. uh, oh, mate, I'm I'm loving it. It's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. Yeah, yeah. I think COVID. Like there's, you know, there's so much real hardship and and like bad times for a lot of people with COVID. But I think there's some good things that's that have come out. You know, like people have been creative again. For sure. You know, they've picked up things that they haven't done in years. You know what I mean? Like yep. cooking, making music, or whatever. You know. Yep. It's given a lot, a lot of us time to just kind of just be. Yep. We're, we're starting to work all the time, and we're we're in that time now where we're starting to see. Uh, music and albums and EPs that that were made in the first lockdown last year. Yeah, that yeah, That stuff's yeah. starting to come through now, and it's really cool, man. Yeah, for sure, it's, bro. It's really good. Mm. Stevie Cat Jr., bro, this has been <laughs> awesome, man, and been been great to hang out with you on this Tuesday night. Um, oh, you too, brother. Been looking forward to it. Um, stay safe and enjoy the little one, and it's a it's a heck of a journey, bro. You're gonna yeah. love it. You're gonna love Thank it. Thank you, brother. All the best to you and your whanau, bro. Yep, sweet as my bro. All right. Take it awesome. easy, bro. All right. Later. Thank you. See ya. See ya.